Welcome to the Relationship Channel. Teaching for Change, Trading STFC Grow Beyond brings to you a series of podcasts to enhance personal and professional relationships. I'm Catherine Mora and I'm your host for these weekly conversations. The Relationship Channel Podcast Series 1. So what if I'm angry? Episode 9. I'm here for you no matter what you do. The key to a supportive environment. In this episode, I'm going to look at a few areas uh, specifically related to a supportive environment within the organization. And then we're going to look at that key element of a supportive environment. So let's get into it. I'm currently in Brisbane and yesterday was a glorious, gorgeous day. It actually was like a summer day. And um, today is totally opposite. Today it's rainy, there was a thunderstorm in the night, and it's very different from the previous day. It got me thinking about organizations. Now, whether you're in an organization where everything is going very cruisy at the moment, where it's like a sunshine day, or whether you're in the organization and it's raining and it's thundering and it seems as if there's a lot of conflict or anger around, the principles that I talk about today are valid for either season within the organization. The words I'm focusing on today that form part of this talk are listen, act, maintain. Research has established that one of the very vital areas within an organization is related to communication. Now, if there's great communication, that's wonderful and organizations thrive. Whereas if there's communication, that is deficient, organizations tend to have major issues. And of course, we're in a globalized economy where those communication issues can happen, not only because of ways in which people say things, but also there are different cultures and different perceptions of what is being said that could be quite different than the words that are being spoken by an individual. So I'm going to focus on that word, listen as a first part of this discussion. Overall, without generalizing, we tend to focus on what we want and what we think. Now think back to a situation when you had a conflict or a difficult conversation with someone. Was your focus on them or was your focus on what you need and what you were going through? It's not a bad thing to think about yourself think about what you need and to, you know, strive for a better position within the organization, strive for better pay, for personal growth. Those are all valid. However, when we are in a situation within an organization, trying to build relationships, build communication and a better organization, it's really important to set aside those thoughts sometimes and to consider what the other person needs at that moment. Some of us are better at this than others. 
Some are great listeners. They can stop and just put aside their thoughts and fully focus on other people, while others are the talkers. So whether you're a listener or a talker, we can all improve in the way that we listen to others. So here are three ways to provide a better supportive environment. The first way to be a more effective listener is to clarify anything you don't understand. Now, sometimes instead of clarifying, there's a tendency to react, a tendency to attack, a tendency to defend yourself instead of actually listening to what that person is saying and clarifying what they actually mean. Now, people often speak in codes. They don't necessarily say things outright. So digging a little bit further, asking a few questions will ensure that you're actually listening and hearing what that person has to say. Having said that, there are a few individuals that are very direct and they literally mean what they said. And if that comes across very hard to you, there's still a need to clarify whether they actually meant that. And by clarifying, you're saying it back to them and making them think about what they actually said. It can be a scary thing, but it can be very beneficial to both parties. So you might be asking, how do I do this? Well, there are easy sentences that you can use. For example, I'm not sure I understood correctly. Did you mean and then repeat what that individual said. You can also clarify further and say, so what are your thoughts on this? And you're building on what they've already said. So instead of drawing on what you think and what you perceive about the situation, you're drawing the information out from them as to what they think and how they see it. If they're talking about you and what you need to change and just attacking you in some way, you can say, could you explain how I can improve? Could you explain how I can do things differently? And basically, you're going to be drawing that information out from that individual. By doing that, there is a sense that they're being heard, that you're listening to what they're saying, that you have that intention of following through on whatever they are saying. The second way to deal with a situation that is confronting, where an individual is attacking you in some formal way, is to thank them for their feedback and for their comment and leave it at that. Because in that moment, if an individual is extremely angry and upset, there is no way they're going to stop and listen to anything you're going to say. So in that situation, it's basically listening, taking a step back, thanking them for the comment, even if it is offensive. If in some way it is incorrect, you can briefly say, thank you for the comment. I'll think about it because later on you can get back to them and say what you thought was correct and what you thought was incorrect. Now, the moment to do that is when everything is calm, everything is back to normal, go and have a conversation with them. There are many ways that you can do this. And of course, everyone is different and their personalities are different. But one of the ways is to just state what was said and then state what you think is correct or incorrect. So you could say, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but you said that I'm extremely unreliable 
and I want to say that that's not true. I am a reliable person. And then go into the details of what that actually means. The person you're talking to might not necessarily accept that, but at least you had an opportunity to state your thoughts. And it's in a calmer environment where there might not be an escalation of negative emotions. The other way to show that you're listening is to engage in the conversation. Now, you're not going to necessarily engage in the conversation based on what you think only. You're going to engage with the thoughts that that individual is sharing. So if the individual said, you know, they need to implement some changes, you can say the areas that you can implement. Or you can draw on the conversation by restating something that they've actually said. So you can say, as you mentioned, and then expand on what they've already said. This gives the, the listener an opportunity to reflect on what they've actually said, but also it gives you an opportunity to build on what that individual is saying. Also, if you do want to add something in that forms part of your opinion, you can add it in a way that they feel that they are the ones thinking about it. So you can say, have you thought about this? Or have you considered this area? So instead of being an attacking way of communicating what you're thinking about what they're saying, you're listening and you're building on their thinking. So they'll go away and they'll think about what you mentioned and maybe come up with with it as their own idea. Now, there are times when individuals don't change. And when you find that individuals are often getting angry regularly, they are dealing with situations ineffectively, they're not good communicators. And if you're in a position of management or an owner, you do want to see these changes happen. And of course, as an employee, any changes in this area will benefit you as well. So let's talk about action. Many years ago, I was quite young and placed in a position of management. And although at that time, the organization didn't have the resources and the training that they have today, I felt the need to develop myself. So as we talk about these aspects of growth and development and action within the organization, I'm going to mention a few areas and you mustn't limit yourself if possible to what the organization can do because sometimes organizations have the means and the resources to provide you with this type of growth and development and training and development. On the other hand, they might not. They might not have a focus in this area. They might not be invested in the growth of their employees. But that doesn't mean that you can't grow. So I encourage you as we talk about these different aspects that you look to the organization if they provide you with this type of development. But if they don't, that you don't stop there, that you invest in yourself no matter what. Even if you go and look at YouTube videos, even if you invest in courses that are free, you're developing yourself. And there are so many resources out there that do not cost you a lot of money, just a little bit of time and effort to be able to invest in yourself. 
So let's get into what it actually means for the organisation to action change in a supportive manner. So let's start our discussion from the position of giving individuals the benefit of the doubt. So individuals within the organisation might not necessarily know what to do differently. They might have a pattern of behaviour and that is all they've observed and that's how they act. So having that in mind, what can organisations do to enable a better supportive environment? Now I'm going to talk about three areas and of course these aren't exhaustive areas and you can go and find many other ways to grow and develop individuals within organisations. But these are just three of the ways that I'm going to talk about. So one of them is training. Now, people often think about training in the area of having a course, having a certificate for, having a diploma, a a BA, a bachelor, uh, maybe a doctorate. But there is a training that goes beyond academic knowledge. And that is soft skills training. So training in how you deal with people, how you communicate with others, how you deal with um, difficult situations, that type of training can be very beneficial. And that doesn't always give you a certificate at the end, but it does provide you with the skills that you need to be able to find ways to change. Now, just having skills up your sleeve can be very beneficial when you're dealing and communicating with people within the organization. You might have all the knowledge and academic knowledge that you know, about communication and all of that, and yet know nothing about how to communicate effectively. So implementing some of those skills is extremely important. So if you don't have those, or if your organization lacks that, whether you're the owner, the manager, or the individual employee within the organization, look for training that will build those skills. Another example is, let's say you don't speak up and you're not assertive enough. That will give you the opportunity to to gain the skills to be assertive. Now, in combination with training and often hand in hand comes coaching. So what will coaching do? Coaching will look specifically at the areas that you need to grow in and action steps towards the change. Now, that's important because Often, if individuals don't know what to do, it's important to have a follow-up and that coaching can be within the organization or it can be external providers like ourselves that bring that training and that coaching in. And the link to that is below if you are interested in having uh, booking in for coaching or training. But you can get that done within the organization as well which is also important, as long as you focus on ways to implement those changes effectively within the organization, that will enable you to be 
more supportive. The other way that is extremely important within organization is mentoring. Now, mentoring is taking those individuals that are an example and a model of behavior and the way of doing things and allowing them to assist others and to support others in their development. Now, this is extremely important. If we think of the construction industry, research indicates that there is a large suicide uh, occurring in that industry. Now, the lack of mentors, the lack of support, the lack of understanding, the lack of listening, there are many factors, and I won't go into these factors today, but there are many industries that are suffering for the lack of mentors, mentors that can support those individuals. Now, there are organizations doing that very well, and they have a buddy system, and they pair individuals that are new in the organization or new in the industry with others so that they can learn how to do things effectively. And that is great. And I'd encourage you to continue to do that if you're in an industry like that. But if you're not, don't feel overwhelmed if the organization doesn't do anything about it. Because in a moment, I'm going to talk about that key element of a supportive environment. And that element involves a very important person within the organization. So once those areas have been implemented and there's a focus on that growth and development, there is the important aspect of maintaining that supportive environment. So let's talk about that. So how do organizations maintain a supportive environment? Of course, organizations are different. There are some organizations that have a larger turnover than others, and that could be an indication of the lack of support within that industry. But of course, that's not necessarily the case. It could be that that organization is extremely stressful and the work has a lot of pressure And that could contribute to turnover as well. But if the turnover is related to the lack of support within the industry, uh, then there's an encouragement there to provide that supportive environment. But our focus is more on how then do we maintain a supportive environment. Now, if you have a high turnover, that's harder. The reason it's harder is because you will have individuals coming into the organization that haven't been trained, that haven't been coached, that haven't been mentored, and it'll be a constant attempt to maintain that change. Whereas if your organization has employees that are more permanent, then it's a bit easier to maintain that culture of change and that culture of being supportive. Now, it's really important, if possible, to have management on board. When management is on board or the owner is on board uh, of maintaining a supportive environment, then when situations occur that are not beneficial to that environment, they are dealt with immediately. And there's good communication. There's a, the option of being heard and respected and also the importance of being challenged 
to do something new if the behavior is detrimental to the organization or to employees or even to customers. So maintaining this change, this supportive environment, takes a concerted effort, a commitment from management and owners, business owners, a commitment from individuals. And that leads us to the key to a supportive environment. The key to a supportive environment is you. You might not have support from the organization. You might not have the management behind you, or you might. But whatever you have, work with that. You are the key to change. If you model change, someone is watching. If you model communication, someone is watching. You are the model and you are the key to a supportive environment within your organization, whether you're a business owner, a manager, or an employee. To invest in yourself, check the link below. We offer a number of soft skills training courses related to people skills management, leadership development, cultural awareness, assertiveness training. We also offer Myers-Briggs personality assessment, Belbin team roles for team development within organizations. There is also coaching. Coaching is very specifically related to what you need. So coaching you from the area where you're at at the moment uh, towards where you want to be. So check those resources below. Click on the links. Explore the information that's there and book in for one of those courses. There's also a link to two books. One is Difficult Conversations which I mentioned in the last podcast, and all that information is there. And the other one is called Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott. These are just a couple of books that can assist you in your journey towards growth and development in the area of dealing with difficult conversations. We also have a course, an anger management course, if that's an area of growth that you are looking for. It's an online course and you can do it from anywhere in the world. And the next one is being launched on the 23rd of February next year. You can book in by selecting the link below and booking in as soon as possible. There are limited numbers available. Thank you for joining me today for the episode. I'm here for you no matter what you do. The key to a supportive environment. Join me next week for episode 10. Do or die.